Film Nerd Theater. Let's do this. So here we are with episode number five. Number five. And sitting across from me, virtually at least, is Mike Kwalzik, the guy that would put a digital cigarette burn in anything. (laughs) And I am sitting across from my brother, Tim Kowalczyk, the Midwest's number one Fast and Furious enthusiast. Oh man, that's a that's a high bar to set. You know, Zach, or, uh, Jeff Tate listens to this, right? No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's a comedian. That's a reference to him. He's also a nerd, much better than I. Well, we can welcome anyone onto the show that can challenge you on that. <laughs> yeah, I'll send him a message on Instagram. Be like, uh, we have a movie podcast and. My brother said this, and now we can roll. So come at me, bro. Um, so like we've been doing for the past four episodes, we do the proverbial coin toss and using quotes from movies. I've actually written down a couple because I have a feeling you're not going to get this one. Oh. Yeah. We'll see how film nerdy you are. All right. Exactly. <laughs> but so the premise is I give you three quotes, each getting decreasingly difficult. And then if you don't get it, you get to choose who goes first. If I win, I get to choose who goes first with our film clips. Correct. So, Mike, are you ready? I'm ready. In a world <laughs> that is this. No, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm going to start it with a good one. Okay. All right. Hit me. And my my buns don't look nothing like steel. Oh, shit. Mm, mm, no clue. I'm trying really hard. Uh, God, um, this is probably, it's probably wrong, but I immediately want to think Reese Witherspoon. No, you're in crime. Damn it. Okay, you're going to have to give me another one. Okay. I remember Mel Gibson accurately, and he didn't say that. That Polonius guy did. <laughs> oh, man. Is. See, now I want to. Oh, God. Is this like legally blonde? Nope. nope. Damn it. <laughs> Isn't that Weiss Witherspoon? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Weiss Witherspoon. Didn't I just tell you no? I guess it is. I, I, I like the vibes you're picking up on, if that's helpful. Okay, you ready? All right. Ready for the, the last one? This is number three. I got to get it on this one. And if not, I, I can give you some uh, I, I can give you uh, some extra credit post-loss clues. <laughs> That'll help you. Yeah, you got to get it in three or else we're not helping you across the finish line here. Honey, what are you doing? I'm the captain of the Pismo Beach Disaster Relief Team, Daddy. Some people lost all their belongings. Don't you think that includes sports equipment? What the? What in the hell is this? I, wow. If that was supposed to be decreasing difficulty, that completely threw me for a loop. Are you conceding then? I have to because I got no I- initial imagery on that last one. I got wrong ones on the first two. Let me check because now I'm, maybe I am wrong on the actress name. But... We're consulting the judges. Why well, would just not get that? Yeah, I'm right. Okay, so it has, ooh, here we go. It has Brittany Murphy in it. Brittany Murphy, okay. Mm-hmm. has Paul Rudd in it. <laughs> Okay. And it also stars Alicia Silverstone. That's oh, that's the other one I 
I was trying to think of. See, now I'm going to see this is this is where I'm going to fall apart here. We start getting into this kind of stuff. What do you mean this kind of stuff? This genre. I know. I was kind of mean this week. I'm not up on my Paul Rudds other than Ant-Man. <gasps> what did you say? The eternally young Paul Rudd. Uh, if the listeners haven't guessed it by now, this is from the ever-infamous Clueless. Clueless. God. Uh, other such quotes was when the skateboarder guy, played by Brecken Meyer, turns in his bongs to the Pismal Beach disaster relief team, and she goes, Kitchen goods? That's where I kept it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, honey, you baked. (laughs) And two of my favorite arty references were these columns date all the way back to 1978. (laughs) And it's like a Surat. It's real, it's real pretty from far away, but it's a mess up close. (laughs) Nice. Real nice. (laughs) Real nice. You were kind of mean this episode. I Well, I knew that that was outside your wheelhouse. We've been talking about how you're kind of like a sci-fi yeah. and whatnot. And I bounce around a lot to a lot of bad movies and a lot of comedies. And that is a movie that Melissa and I both like because it's something that moves rather quickly timeline-wise, but has one of the first appearances that I can remember seeing Paul Rudd in. Okay. And I... I turned it on to get the quotes from it, and Wes goes, is that (laughs) Ant-Man? Yes. I go, yeah. He goes, he's so young. I'm like, (laughs) yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. I'm like, it was the beginning. So, I guess, since I've been waiting on you, I'll do my clips first. All right. I watched this movie, and then I watched it again. Okay. Because there are so many scenes in this movie that I could not use. And I had to try to throw you for a loop, just like with the quotes. Okay. So this first one, I'm going to send over here. It's loading, loading. Okay. It says it's sent over to you. All right. And I'm kind of nervous that you're going to get it in like the first two clips, even though I worked really hard on it. <laughs> oh, come on. What the hell? Hold on. Will it not show up on your screen either? Zoom was like kind of like taking it over. Uh, mm, okay. I'm looking at it now. Got multicolored Dixie cups at an outdoor party. Hmm. Yeah, there is not a lot to go by in this one. Okay. Well, just just like our quote game, right? Start with the most difficult. Yeah. Okay. I'm not getting anything from the blurry people in the background or the frilly edging on the table. I've tried to follow what we've talked about in previous episodes. I'm trying to find a pivotal moment in this movie where something is about to happen or is going to happen. Yeah. And this clip was left in, so clearly the director had a point to it. Right. 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 This is a cue of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. So no. this is the one I'm nervous about, this number two that's coming at you. Number two. Okay. There we go. Okay. Let's see if I can get this one now. Oh, boy. Okay. we got an overhead shot of a bunch of high school football players around someone who's passed out. Oh, there's something very familiar about this. Oh. This one's as if you're, you're leading wasn't already there but this is making me feel like i'm going to kick myself i don't know what's more than a hundred percent but yeah (laughs) oh 
God, there's something so familiar about this. Okay, so I thought that might be the case. I thought you were either going to get it right away on number two or not. So here's my option for you. I can either give you one more difficult one, or I can give you the give me. Give me one. Mm. Let's make a deal. If I choose the more difficult one and I don't get it, what happens? I give you the give me one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's no real thing, but I was just like, I was thinking through it. I was like, oh, that's a good shot. Oh, like I really worked on this one. Like I was like, oh, that's such a crucial thing. Oh, that's such a crucial thing. Like these are very pivotal moments in this film. And I have, I have a ton, but there's like one that's a little bit more difficult. There's one that's a little bit easier. And then there's a give me one. Okay. Out of sheer pride, I want to go with the harder one. Oh, always going to go with the harder one harder one we're gonna raise the stakes okay do you have a coin (laughs) do i have a coin yeah not on me no okay here we go ready Um, yeah i'm gonna send this one this is the harder one right this is the harder one okay but super through line okay i don't know what you mean by that but we're looking at a bottle of chateau margot with some of the labels missing so i'm not sure hmm why is why is the label so destroyed but it says 1996 for the vintage i'm glad you picked up on all my cues why is the label so destroyed on a bottle from 1996 oh my god i am gonna kick myself for this one right Mm -hmm. there was there was something familiar about the cups, and there was something familiar about the passed-out football player. Okay, you know in the movies, like, where they do the big thing, and they're like, like, it's going through, and the guy's trying to figure out who the killer is, and then they, like, backwards to all the small movements that the bad guy does. Right. Like, oh, he slips the key, and then he does this, right? As soon as I show you the give me clip, that's all going to slide into place. Oh, my God. The football player, the Dixie Cup, and the bottle of somewhat destroyed wine from what time from 1996 okay now i've got nothing i'll give you the medium one and then i'm gonna give you the give me okay oh there's a yet there's yet another level here i found so many good clips so many good clips i'm i'm sure i'm the one getting yelled at this time i fought for this one hard like i rewound found the right capture like everything See, now I feel bad because I've only got three clips for you on yours. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's fine. I like this game because (laughs) I worked really hard on this one. This one was a passion project for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. This is medium. And then there's a gimme. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're looking overhead at people loading a coffin. Into yeah, a, what, what what kind of coffin is that, Mike? Well, it's in a box. Is that a cardboard coffin? A cardboard coffin. You like that? You like that? I like that. Like very very on on brand. Um, two guys loading it into the back of the hearse. I'll help you. They're unloading. They're unloading out of the back of the hearse in their just regular work clothes, not suits. <laughs> oh my god. I don't remember this. If, I, if I've seen this movie, I don't remember this. At least this shot anyway. Okay, now. Oh, my God. I'm going to forewarn you 
and the listeners on this one, if number five doesn't clue it in, you are going to hate yourself. <laughs> All right. Oh like I said, passion project this one was. <laughs> number five. I'm downloading it. Oh, my God. I'm going to feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> And no, just in case any of the listeners are being like, it's clueless. It's not clueless. It's not clueless. I have thought about that, though, using the quotes and finding enough clips and challenging myself for that. Was it the quotes right. Was it the quotes or this that you thought that I might not have seen it? Clueless, I didn't think you've seen. This one, you have absolutely one million quadrillion. I would bet my two children on it, you've seen this movie. Why? Okay. And I don't know if anybody knows me that well, but that, I don't ever bet something that crucial. I'm still honestly lost, but that you you barn, have number five up. I have number five in front of me, and that barn in the background looks really familiar. So my email is tkowa78 <laughs> at gmail dot com. I'm currently looking for a new co-host to the Film Nerd Theater. <laughs> Oh my god all right all right ladies and gentlemen i am going to send mike no the sixth no there's not six what dude i'm telling you what if you don't get it with number six <laughs> i'm i am fired i uh, i mean did you have a bad day did you drink your <laughs> coffee this morning apparently not enough Passion Project. This is really... Oh, my God. <laughs> you have six frames to show me. Why did you have six frames if you thought this was going to be so slam dunky? Okay, because I remember it very vividly. And there's a whole story that goes along with this. So I don't want to say anymore until you look at this sixth frame. Hold on. Oh, mother... My bra- uh, I've got number six in front of me. You have, and it doesn't give it away? No. Oh, I, let's walk I'm it through. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's, let's walk it through, Mike. Who's the actor right there? It's John Goodman. John Goodman, right? It's not Flintstones, so you can rule those out. <laughs> this is... We're on a film nerd theater podcast, <laughs> so it's not Roseanne. This is arachnophobia. It is 1,000% arachnophobia. (laughs) Now, let me walk it back through here why I thought this would be so easy. Oh, my God. I started with a difficult one. That cup is the first scene in which the spiders have erupted from the bar. The bar. And that cup gets set on top of the spider before it's about to jump. And the football player kid, the spider crawled into his helmet? Correct. And then he went out on the field and took him out. Number three (laughs) is the investment. He bought that house because it had a wine cellar in it. And he bought all new wine. And in the move-in scene, they're talking about how he bought all this wine and told him to be careful with it because it was supposed to be this big investment of his. (laughs) 
And it, what? How does the movie end? Can you remind me where that movie ends? Is that in the wine cellar, Mike? It, where yes. He, that's where they he has take the fire. Refuge. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they beat it all up and they're back in San Francisco and they're opening their investment because they are never moving back to the country again. And then the earthquake hits and they kind of look at each other and then the scene goes black. <laughs> Number four, the cardboard coffin, is the photographer that got bit and is sent home. Okay. That brings Bob, Bob the spider back. Bob the spider. The actor Bob the spider. That's how the spider got to the town. And then, of course, like I said, number five is the barn where they first come in, and it's one of the first sequences of seeing the barn from... Whose point of view do you think that's from, Mike? It seems awful low, like it's on the ground. Like right? it's the spiders. Like it's the spiders. It's Bob. <laughs> and then John I, I am ashamed. I am ashamed. Oh. Now, to put salt in his wounds right now, because I'm feeling triumphant <laughs> in my pick, my brother forced my mother to go see this movie in the theaters my mother his mother hates spiders it's a thrillomedy mom it's supposed to be funny now at the time not so much but i'll tell you what maddie and west sat through that whole thing not once scared one little bit <laughs> didn't bother them one bit nope they're like that's fake And Wes even goes, there's a scene where the two spiders, they kiss, like, to imply that they're going to start breeding. And he goes, that's not how spiders work. (laughs) And then I forgot how campy John Goodman was in this movie. And what an amazing performance he put on (laughs) that reminded me of two other roles. One is a guy from Hollywood Nights who needs his puffer, Randy. Yes. I need my I need my puffer. I'm my puffer. Stuart Pankin. And then also Office Space, where it was I need my stapler. Yes. I need my stapler. Right? John Goodman's performance reminded me of those two roles where he's like like That's very, a good comparison. Very dramatic, like, I know about insects. We'll get rid of them. <laughs> like an overconfident swagger without knowing what he was dealing with. Yes. Yeah. But I I clipped so many clips and then I reduced it down and reduced oh it down and reduced it down. Now my question is, this one I also felt like was a dead giveaway, which is why I didn't use it. And I'm going to send you two more clips because <laughs> the, these were dead giveaways as well. And I was like, I can't use those. I thought in the moment of like clipping them, I was like, oh, that might work if I can't find anything else. Oh, that might work if I can't find anything else. So I sent you eight and nine. Why did you have so many? I This is how I work. I don't know how you do it, but I go through and I clip a whole bunch. That guy there? Yeah. In this one, that's that's the guy with the puffer. That's the actor, same actor. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird <laughs> that I thought John Candy that's, reminded me of him? Yeah, that's Stuart Pankin. So I go through and I, I watch the movie and I clip all the clips. And then I sit with them in the folder open in front of me. And I'm like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. And I just start getting rid of them. So then, like I said, I really didn't think I was going to get too much farther past number two. Yeah, this guy. This this yeah. last one, I remember, because that scene especially, I remember, that's 
when they him and Jeff Daniels are in the room together and they're about ready to capture one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he grabs the 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 glass to do it. I that one I remember vividly. There is no scene in that movie with Jeff Daniels where you're not like arachnophobia. <laughs> Not a single shot of him where you're not just like, that's arachnophobia. There's about three or four good shots of the barn from right. different dramatic poses. But I picked the one from the spider's point of view right at, uh, after the bird dies. Yeah. Like he attacks a bird or the bird picks him up and then he kills the bird on the way to the barn from the morgue. Okay. That barn has like Tim Burton Right. It has influences. a vibe. <laughs> Like to it. Right. And then like the first two clips have this like weird, like, I don't know, like it always makes me think of like Magnolia type footage, like very outdoorsy event type things happening. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like I always think of like outdoor parties, even though right clearly we are outdoors. But like that cup I thought was very very iconic because it's not just a red solo cup it's not just like that's the big get together for jeff daniels to get the get more clients and get the practice away from the guy who's supposed to retire that cup was totally triggering some kind of memory but i just couldn't get it loaded so i don't know if you know this i talked with mom after we watched it and she goes that movie and i said i know mike forced you to go see it and you hated it she goes i'm so scared of spiders i'm like i know but it was a thrillomedy remember mom and she goes it was not a thrillomedy <laughs> none of no part of that was funny i i did not make up the word thrillomedy that was not me that was the, that the that marketing. was the pitch yeah that was the pitch for that movie yes that's not my fault <laughs> <laughs> that's like me trying to say when i took melissa to see deadpool and calling it a love story because that's what marketing threw at me. <laughs> but that's still accurate. You knew what that movie was going to be. <laughs> I remember going and being like, Mom's going to hate this movie. She hates spiders. She's going to hate this movie. And I was 100% right. For shame. For shame. So anyways, I'm oh sorry. Oh my to, God. I'm sorry to double end it. Quotes and a uh, clip no. time. But no. I thought for sure if you didn't get it by the football players, I thought you'd definitely get it by the cardboard box or the barn. I thought there's no way he's getting, like, he's going to get those. That's why they were so late. It was the solo cup and the football player and then the barn were the only things that were triggering anything with me. And see, like, I had pictures of the cellar. I had, like, and like I said, there was no picture of Jeff Daniels where you're not like, that is arachnophobia. Yeah. There are so many good shots of him in the wine cellar. Yeah. Like where he's like trying to nail gun through the rotted boards. There's a scene where he's got the shovel, which he makes the ugliest faces in that movie. (laughs) The ugliest faces. Um, But there's nothing that you could get like, and it's just like, holy crap, I can't use him at all. Like at all at all. No. No. And so I just kind of work through it. Like I said, I start with a whole bunch of clips and then I kind of just reduce down. And I always end up with way more than I'm supposed to. But uh, <laughs> I think that's part of the fun is like, I'm not quite good enough at this game. Like we had a text discussion recently where you said you're really good at presenting the game, not necessarily playing the game. And I was like, oh, he's definitely got this one unlocked. Though. Like, 
this one this one's like correlated to like our film history like i thought for sure oh my god kind of get you there but and the fact that you have so many frames for this it just and i wasn't getting it that just makes it worse just heaped shame on me (laughs) (laughs) well that's not what i meant to do i mean it's it's great every once in a while get those those victories where you're like yeah really got the essence of the film but not giving it away this was a perfect choice for this oh my god to close this chapter on the uh arachnophobia what do you have for me i only have three screens possibly (laughs) four i did not this one is i don't know i don't i also keep extra frames because i just i feel like we're talking and it's fun to talk to you about movies and work through it and so i felt like more movies might just be fun Oh, exactly. Or more clips, not movies. I have, what do I have, four. Okay. But one of them, I mean, in kind of a weird way, if you don't get it by the third one. Is it the one that you posted on 12.5 on Film Nerd Theater? Because it took me .05 seconds. I got the clip from your Facebook so quickly today, I immediately clicked comments to see how many people guessed it right. (laughs) And at that point, no one had even guessed. Okay, so here's a little backstory there. I have only seen that movie once. Once in its entirety, and I've never seen it since. Watched it with my oldest son. He, okay. Kevin told me he wanted me to see it. Okay. And I watched it that one time, not because I didn't like it. I thought it was really good, but that I've only seen it the one time. So I don't know how present it is other than the, the series itself. Oh, it's not. But there's a song at the beginning of that movie that they start singing. Okay. To hoist the colors. Oh. And, it, and it's like this like old sea shanty piety song and it's something that i really like and so i have it on like one of my youtube station like <laughs> playlists and that scene is in one of the shots so, okay because like, i've seen it a million times just okay in passing i was hoping the upshot of the hangman's noose was going to be vague enough that people would be like uh uh, uh robin hood uh uh braveheart uh <laughs> Well, and I think it would have been if it wasn't for, like, the blue really in the shot. Okay. Like, there's something about that blue. I'm sure, like, right, if we think about it artistically, like, the blue is supposed to represent, like, the sea. Right. right? Like, the blue of the sea and the, the black the depths of the sea and the news killing the pirate and blah, 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 blah. But, like, you know, it just has... That whole movie has that feel that, like, I always think of it like a modern sapia tone. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, we're going to add blue to make it, I don't know. I don't right. know why it's supposed to make us feel, Pablo Picasso's blue period is meant to make us feel sad and somberous and somberous <laughs> word. I don't know. But anyways, but, like, that blue tone is just supposed to invoke feelings. I wasn't sure how easy or hard it would be for people but i thought the shot would be a little obscure again i've only seen the movie one time but then it's like i also also fall back on it's like well maybe the movie was easy to guess but what's the connection to the previous movie well i'll I'll tell you my my flow of consciousness was i know what it is went to check the comments i'm like is it not that movie and i like flicked 
back to the image? And I was like, no, it's definitely that movie. <laughs> and then I went down the comments. I'm like, oh, I have no idea what the connection is. <laughs> like That's as far as it went. It's like, I definitely know that movie. That's the only thing I can at least hold on to when people guess it right away. And And there's times I've posted and I thought it was like slam dunk easy just because I, I couldn't think of a better or more uh, difficult movie to do that night. And then people are like, I have no idea what that is. And I'm like, really? Serious? So weird. Yep. So I never know. You know. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it isn't. And I never know. Sure. Does it loop back around and give you your frames? <laughs> I know. Like, this is like a chaotic episode. Like, we're like interluding and things. That's okay. I'm sending the first one. I'm shooting it over to you via email. <laughs> And it's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that we both pick the same movie. That's going to happen sometime. But it, but wait wait till you see this. Ah, it's a spider. <laughs> oh, that's not fair because now I can't get arachnophobia out of my head. Which I'm sure is probably... Well, I didn't show a spider. No, you didn't. Spider, 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 spider. Okay, so this is a spider and it has black parts to its leg. Mm-hmm. It's on a, I'm assuming like a door or a rail or a fence, some kind of woodworking, woodworked. I'm just going to shoot it out there. Is this the amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is the Tom Holland news got to you and you needed to throw it at me? Um, okay. No. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get it from that. No. This this movie was hard. Very, a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. It's so not it, Runaway, is it? No. <laughs> not a mechanical spider like No, it's not a not a robotic spider. Okay. So you might to do it. You might get it on this one, the second frame. Know. But then if you don't get it by three, you're fired. Then I'm fired. Then we're gonna have to cast all new hosts for <laughs> our podcast. Alright. I'm sending two. You use it all the time. It's like, why is it not here? It's like it's gotta go to space and back. <laughs> Yeah, Louis C.K. bit. We have giraffes running across a bridge in a skyline, but uh, there's lots of movies running around. I'm going to fire out. I don't want to fire out a whole bunch. It's not. It is not I Am Legend, which is the first thing I think of wildlife in a big city. That that would have been the first thing I would have went to. But the spider... Keep coming back to it. But what is... Does the spider show up? Okay, so I'm thinking of a movie, but I don't... I don't know if a spider shows up in it. I don't... If I paid that close attention. Because you know, that's another one where... It's not 12 monkeys, is it? God, yes! <laughs> I'm like... I'm like, the spider was throwing me. I'm like, spider? No spider, but they always come up out of the ground and there's crap running around. <laughs> the spiders when he's in the mental institution and they have the conversation at night and he grabs it off of the sill and eats it. Aha. Uh -huh. I'm going to send you the third one. Yeah, absolutely. This is the total gimme one that if you hadn't have gotten it. I would have been a meat popsicle. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this frame that you're going to see, this gives you everything. And if you hadn't, if you hadn't have got it from this frame... That that would yeah. And let me say again with that, even with the screenshot with the drafts, the tone, like the atmosphere of the movie, mm -hmm. like that's also like a thing. It's an eighties thing. 
like the film looks just a little bit older. It's got like this hazy fog smog, which we don't talk about anymore, evidently. <laughs> and all major cities have no smog anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm looking at the recliner and him and his uh, PJs and his head tucked in there, pulled over his head so you can't even see him. But you can see his slippers, his his favorite chair, everything. The brown, yeah, the brown coat. <laughs> now, I have a question for you. Is that because of my most recent post, or did you have it already picked out? Or not most recent post, but a post a couple of days ago. It is because of your post. Okay. That is why I went for that, because of your 12 Monkeys logo cup. Which is, right, my small, my small reference to global pandemics and viruses. Now, I will tell you, I did that, and then I debated on it, not doing 12 Monkeys, because I was like, okay, maybe he might have watched it while he was making this. Or, because he made the cup so recently, the movie is more present in his mind than it would be on it, you know, than another movie, per se. But I ended up going with this because the next movie that I went to is absolutely the hardest as as you were talking about arachnophobia having no frames in it that doesn't give it away and then coupling that with your challenge that you gave me to do beetlejuice yeah i found this movie that i'm gonna tell you even harder and i was digging into this for well over hour to two hours (sighs) and i i still might try to do it but i started going through ghostbusters there is nothing in that movie that doesn't give it away. I showed I showed one frame to Annie. Yeah. And she's like, mm, and she she gave it a guess. And then I showed her the second one. She's like, ah, that's Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been extra uber hard for you to get that one by me because Wes and Maddie just ran through uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 within the past month. Ah, and before I thought about Clueless because we've been—it's a movie that Melissa and I quote. I we were just watching uh, Ghostbusters two, so I was going to go back through and kind of find the quotes from the beginning of that one uh, <laughs> about the slime and the yeah and Vigo and Vigo. Wait, wait! You showed Ghostbusters two to your children? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't that count as cruel and unusual punishment? <laughs> what did they do? Why did you do that to them? No, me and Melissa had a long talk, and we were talking about movies, and Wes is to an age where like he can see a lot more like advanced movies, for lack of a better term. Like right. He knows not to say cuss words, and he <laughs> understands the birds and the bees. And So we're like, okay, well, you still have to cover your eyes when we tell you to cover your eyes, but... <laughs> You can watch some of this. And like he went he went straight to movies we quote all the time. Like he's like, Can I watch Austin Powers? And we're like Sure. Like mm. there's a couple scenes where we're gonna have to be like, mm <laughs> But we've watched a couple other movies and then Maddie was like, Well, I wanna watch something so we've been finding some that like bo- like bridge that gap between her little kid movies and the kind of the more adult movies that yeah that Wes can watch so they've been firing through movies just to see like Wes is like that's where you get it like we started with Wayne's World I think is where they started okay it was like they watched Wayne's World and like he's like 
so now when we walk around we're like we don't even have a thing and he's like let alone enough to necessitate a rack (laughs) i was like right exactly um but so we were firing through there and then like arachnophobia came up and the ghostbusters came up as movies they could watch that related to halloween era and like they watched ghostbusters too and like a whole bunch of different things and you forget that I love bad movies. <laughs> I didn't forget. That has also some very amazing campy like dialogue and campy scenes. And it's just amazing for a plethora of reasons. You know, both of the Ghostbusters films, but um, two for sure. I went to the theater to see two. Yeah. And I may have watched it one more time. Once it was on VHS, but I don't think I've seen it more than twice. Oh, it's it's stupendous. Like it <laughs> there's so many stupid things that happen in that movie, right? Like the Ghostbusters get fired from being able to do anything and then the ghosts all come out and Slimer shows up and um Rick Moranis pretends to be a Ghostbuster at the end. Like they bring back like the all the cliche things that like I think somebody said we're gonna offer you Ghostbusters too, and they all said no, and they said look at the check, and they all said <laughs> you got it. Now what are all the things we're not supposed to do for a sequel? And they laid them all out on paper, and they said there's Ghostbusters too. <laughs> Make it. It's like oh my gosh, and like the guy from Ally McBeal, I don't even know his name, the curly haired guy with the horrible accent. Oh yeah. Uh... Yeah, I can't think of his name. Yeah, but like it was just, you know, he's always like vegan. <laughs> well, maybe maybe just to honor the great Rick Moranis, I'll watch it again. Well, Rick Moranis and um crap, no, I can't think of his name. Egon, what's Egon's name? Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. And of course, that was before Bill Murray got off the wall crazy. <laughs> right? He's still a little crazy and like I was listening to a podcast about Nick Cage and how he's just always crazy. They were talking about a movie that I don't want to mention because I might use it at some point. (laughs) They were talking about how crazy he was and how he's trying to out-crazy other people. And, like, Bill Murray does a lot of the same things. Like, the yelling, the spontaneous, like, waving of the hands. Some over-the-top stuff, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like... That's what makes those movies great, though. Like, Nick Cage can is Nick Cage in every movie, and Bill Murray is Bill Murray in every movie. Like, you can't get away from what they call the star aura um, of certain actors, and I, I think that you know plays well into the roles they get cast for. But I think, did you see uh, Lost in Translation? Yeah, I thought it was horrible, and I wanted to shoot my eyes out. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. See, I actually enjoyed that. It would have, I don't know, it was long, it wasn't even long, it wasn't that, it was like on the same level as what, like Virgin Suicides and what's the other one, Ghost, Ghost something or other. It's got slow pacing, but that's kind of the point, that's the atmosphere it's setting up. Well, and I think that's right, like, I watched Buffalo 66 with, you know, it was kind of that same pacing too, and all those movies were just, I, I think it was at that point, it was like, oh, I'm going to watch this because people say it's really good. Yeah. 
I should really enjoy this movie. And then you watch them and you're like, you either love them or hate them, I guess. Or yeah. you just like don't have an opinion. But it's kind of it's kind of like a critique with people. It's like when they say something and you can come back and be like, nope, I don't like it for this reasons. And you're like, oh, I like this kind of movie, right? That's the beginning of my realization of like, I like crappy movies because they're fast paced. They're funny. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, all of them are funny. Like, you can give me a slow movie, but have it be funny. Yeah. And I'm all for it. So. I just brought it up because, you know, Bill Murray was, he, he wasn't totally Bill Murray in that. He, a lot of Bill Murray showed through, but it was subdued. It was, yeah, it was very subtle. And it was after the Wes Anderson films. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or maybe it was during or the during. Wes Anderson, you know. And, and I think those movies as well, like. They're kind of funny, <laughs> but like the pacing is weird. Like in a in a dry, slow yeah. paced kind of way. Yes. And, and I know, like some of my friends, if they end up listening to this, they'll be like, "How dare you?" And I'm like, "I get it. You like them." <laughs> it's like when I talk about music too. It's like I understand why you like it, and I understand why it's a good movie. Yeah. But I don't want to rewatch it. Like I, that's not my cup of tea to rewatch. Or like I watched it though. Like yeah. It's not like I don't know the premise or watched it and was like, oh, those shots are really nice and the, you know, this moves well and the, these things function well, but it's just like, eh. <laughs> I'll rewatch something else. Okay. Right. I'll rewatch uh, Stark Raving Mad or Crank. <laughs> That's Crank. more my pacing. Right. <laughs> Talking about bad movies. And if you haven't seen Crank, you're welcome, and also watch Crank 2 High Voltage. I think I think Crank is one of those movies that I turned off. <laughs> I'm like, this is not this is not my my thing. I don't know what it is about this. Is like there was I think there was a few scenes that is like, oh, okay, that could be promising, and then it continued on. And I was like, no, this is this is junk. So it's because it's off the wall, batshit crazy. Right, but I could I don't know what it was. Some of them were some of the scenes it was pulling it off, and then other ones are just like okay, enough. Oh yeah, it's definitely one of those movies where you're like, I get it. He's still trying to get to the end, like <laughs> still trying to kill the bad guys. His heart's still almost dead, but all right, really. I got it. <laughs> and then they made number two, and it's like, are you serious? <laughs> And to wrap that back around to your intro for me, yeah, right. That's the same reason I like the Fast and the Furious movies. Is because it's like <laughs> they clearly can't do anything more than that. And they're like, <laughs> "Hold on, we have another movie. Like you, no. you have another movie, right? Because right, just like Crank. If you haven't seen it, I'll wait because we'll we'll talk about it at some point. I'm sure. Right, Fast and the Furious." Went from regular car stunts to cars dropping out of planes to cars running off of ice while a submarine emerged from underneath to a Fiero in space. <laughs> and they said, hey, we have two more movies after this. <laughs> Not one, but two more movies left to make. Are you kidding me? What's next? I am fully anticipating that there is going to be some kind of car on the moon by the end of this series. 
I was thinking about that because we talked about Fast and Furious last time too, but I've only seen three of them. There's 10 of these movies right now. Yes. There's nine Fast and Furious and Hobbs and Shaw are part of that universe. So that's 10 with Mm -hmm. a Fast and Furious 10 on the way. Yeah, in two part. (laughs) So so since since I've only seen three of the 10... I don't know what you do with your time. Well, well, I think I got it. You know, I got it on those on those, those first three. It's like, okay, uh, yeah, you, you don't got any friends and you got family. Got it. Okay. No one ever stops for gas in any of the movies. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> and they're always trying to steal something for somebody. D- did I miss anything? Is that, do I got it? Do I need to watch anymore? They do cool car stuff. <laughs> They pull a room size safe through the streets. Right. That's and the, then hit it with a tank. Right. That's the thing they're stealing. They have a scene where they activate evidently a city full of smart cars, may I add. <laughs> a whole slew of a street where all the smart cars start to drive off of the parking garages. And I tell you, I've never seen so many smart cars in one spot. <laughs> I don't think the factory has that many in one spot. I think they I... jump from one tower to another tower <laughs> in a car, in a car. Normally that would entertain me a lot, but I, I think I did figure out what, what aspect of it is, is keeping me from watching them. Yeah. Is that they can't figure out how to name them consistently because the first one is the fast and the furious but then the fourth one is just Fast and Furious. But then the fifth one is just Fast Five. Nobody's furious anymore. But then something happens in the fifth movie that makes people furious again for number six. Did you forget about Fast and Furious colon Tokyo Drift? <laughs> Which is four, but it's actually three. I was giving them a pass on that one. <laughs> right. It's They made it fourth, but it's actually the third one. That wraps all the way back around to this most newest one. I thought it was the third one. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's the third one and it's supposed to be the same. I don't know. The timeline. I have to have like one of those charts to like trace where that lands in the silly dynamic. It's, it is a, it is a dude machismo movie soap opera. (laughs) Like they have wrapped everything in such a tight bundle now. You're like, oh, they're bringing back this character. That's impossible. They're like, oh no, no, no. Hold on. We're going to explain it in the most absurd fashion ever. And you're like, you're going to ha- wait, you're going to have to start over. Cause after I didn't hear anything after dude machismo, you lost <laughs> They bring back characters. It's like a dude soap opera, right? So like they've brought back characters that you're like, that character died in like episode three. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But watch this. He didn't die. And you're like, yeah, how? Well, he clearly wasn't in the car. Oh, oh. You're like, but but he was in the car. No, 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 no. He wasn't. <laughs> but right? You get... That's your argument? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in it. But that shot was so from so far away. He clearly had time to get, a, get out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay. So we're just moving along at this point? Yep. Oh, my yep. God. Just, just roll <laughs> with it. <laughs> it's just like. You know, it's like when you turn on the soap opera and it's like the character of Jack Laney will now be played by 
Like, it's like, okay, that guy's a foot and a half taller than the other dude, and he's also got curly hair. The other dude was balding, and he looks to be about uh, 20 years younger. Well, it's because, you know, there's like, you know, they had had a new face implanted or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, of course. Maybe, um, maybe I should start writing for them. I don't know. It's a circle, and you just start with the same characters, you know, general hospital style, and just <laughs> circle it all right back around. It's fine. I think that's about as much Fast and Furious as I can take. Let's move along. Okay. And recall back to when we discovered that you were a David Lynch Dune hater last episode. It <laughs> and was you were... so boring. <laughs> and I want to hear what your thoughts are on the new one. Did you watch the new one? I have not seen it yet. You still have not seen it? Okay. I, I think it comes out like, is it... A couple of days from when we're recording right now. I, I'm going to, I'm a hundred percent going to tell you the honest, honest truth about my whole experience. Okay. All right. I like the storyline. Okay. I think it's interesting. I like all the techie things. I like the, the spice miners. I like all that stuff. Right. I like the okay. sandworms because the sandworms remind me of Beetlejuice and Tremors and like all <laughs> these other weird, stupid things. Right. The costuming was really well done. I don't know if I like the little actor guy that is now getting more jobs and was, question mark, a YouTube star? Oh, yeah. Timothy. Originally? Timothy. Yeah. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah. Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, that's a weird, weird flex. Like, I used to be on YouTube. Like, okay, clearly you didn't do well there. Yes. Or you wouldn't, you wouldn't just stay there. I don't, no, no, no. I think, I, and I don't know if this is what the reference is, but he was like, he was like a uh, uh, Xbox controller, uh, a detailer, painter, whatever it was. He would like customize Xbox controllers and then he would show them off on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> weird. Okay. Super weird. So the first, the first part of the movie, right? Like all movies, like you have to have build up like you have to introduce yeah. all the characters you have to introduce the storyline but then after about oh i don't know is it nine hours of that um <laughs> i got real bored real bored and i'm like uh-huh uh-huh oh aquaman's finally gonna fight let's watch that <laughs> oh aquaman just died in 30 seconds <laughs> wasn't he like a main character yes uh -huh, yeah he definitely was a main yeah. character okay not a glorious or spectacular death. Kind of lame. Okay. Now we're going to get into the long drawn out walking through the sand. And as Kevin what? Smith would say, the long walking movie. <laughs> um, wait, 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 wait. You're, you're upset about, about Jason Momoa dying so quickly. What, what happened to Oscar Isaac? He got snuffed right at the beginning. I wasn't emotionally invested at that point. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then we walk through the desert. Right now we're in hour 95. I don't know how long this stupid movie is. The runtime is two hours and 35 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's excruciating. <sighs> we get into it and you can have all your opinions and don't message me. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't care about it. Like fabulous. You love it. I hate it. Message him at Moving Tim, along. Tim Ceramics. Yep. <laughs> Tim Ceramics. Uh, you can spell that M-I-K-E-K-O-W-A-L. <laughs> um, so then they get into this whole thing where they're like trying to escape 
and they get to meet this girl he's been dreaming about the whole movie. And like, it's like, finally, okay, we're getting somewhere. We're getting in this part where he's meeting this person that he's meant to meet and stuff is going to start happening. And he goes through this whole fight sequence, which was better than any fight sequence so far in the movie. <laughs> and he wins, of course, because he's our main character. Saw that and coming. And they're, they're like, okay, now you're part of the tribe or whatever it is. And you're like, okay, now we have to go over here. And it's like, <laughs> okay. And credits. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Back it up. He just he just got into the thing by beating the dude, and now we're going to roll credits. <laughs> now that we're done walking through the desert for an hour and a half and building up all of the storyline, <laughs> now we're going to cut it? There's a lot of world building that has to be done. No, there's not. Yes, there's there not. is. The, the book is 700 pages long. And just a fun fact, they only got halfway through the book. I know they did. You want to know why I know they only got halfway through the book? Because there are clearly shots in the trailers that I did not see. Oh, nice. So that leads me to believe they've already filmed some of the second movie. Yes. Which looks way better. Hopefully. Trust me, a lot happens in the second half. Right. So, right, true to story. And, like, I get it. You want to tell the whole story, right? Let's fast forward to uh, me having a conversation with some people while I was online gaming (laughs) and Dune got brought up and I went, oh, and they went, what? And I went through the same diatribe I just went through and he goes, well, it's set to this song and it's meant to follow this meter and do all this blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Is that song also really long and boring? (laughs) He goes, well, it's not fast-paced. I'm like, is it really long and boring? Kind of. I'm like, let me guess. You're a film major. He goes, yeah. I'm like, you're still in school. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, call me in 10 years when you're done being film nerdy about it and like <laughs> being all like intellectual and trying to deep dive into Pirates of the Caribbean representing the sea with the sky. <laughs> and we'll see how you feel about the pacing of this movie oh boy right so two two dune movies two highly regarded directors and you don't like either one of them (laughs) the pacing right once again pacing it's about pacing for me and i don't know maybe maybe i'll eat my words and i'll rewatch it and i'll find the pleasure that every everyone else wanted in it or found in it i never read the book as we discussed last time, I was like six when the first one came out, mm-hmm. right? I don't get it. But you know what I can get that's also probably equivalent amount of pages is Lord of the Rings movies. There you go. And Star Wars movies. Why? Because they don't walk through the desert for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get it. It's long and like you're setting the mood and... And to be fair, there there are sections of even just the Fellowship of the Ring, the first book, that got cut out because of that. Because they wanted to maintain the pacing. Right. And you have, like, even when you talk about Harry Potter, like, I might have mentioned it before. Like, I went to, I've only, I had only seen the movies. Like, I'd been watching the movies. And Melissa wanted to go see Deathly Hallows Part 1. I think. And Dobby shows up and he gets stabbed and he dies. He's the house elf. 
and her and her friend are bawling uncontrollable. <laughs> and I looked at her and I'm like, dude, that character has only been in this movie for 20 seconds. He was only in the other movie for eh, 20 minutes. And she hit me and goes, read the books. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I assigned myself the task of going back and I didn't read. I listened to him in the studio. Okay. But I listened to a, a wonderful audio book with a great narrator who read the book word for word. Okay. And what you find out is, right, for pacing purposes, for storyline integrity, they cut out everything that was not Harry Potter versus Voldemort. Oh, okay. Everything. So there's this whole house elf side storyline. There's this whole twin brothers opening up the candy shop side storyline. There's all these side storylines that get cut from the movies because they don't pertain to the one story they wanted to tell. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Right? And so like Dune, if you read it and you loved the book and you wanted to see that come to fruition, I'm sure this version of the movie is spectacular. Like, I have no doubts. Right? I'm sure that there's some person out there that has memorized the book and was like, yes, they nailed all the good parts. They got all the right pacing like they got all this but as like the casual viewer that doesn't have the background for dune and right this is where everybody goes well that's why you don't like it because you don't know anything about dune it's like right but it's a movie right and there should have been some some changes there's not much you can take out from what they covered in this first movie sure but I, i i agree with you that you know much like the lord of the rings in comparison there should have been some stuff that they either needed to trim or you know i'm happy that we're going to get a second movie that's going to cover the rest of it but i i think that i think they needed to take take a, a a page from the lord of the rings movies you said you haven't seen it so have any research has anybody compared the length of this movie to how many pages are covered in the book like is it a halfway synopsis of the book All, almost exactly yeah it's, almost it's exactly. it is like a halfway point it, and okay the if if they made the you know since they made the conscious decision to either roll the dice or you know, plan from the beginning that they wanted to make two movies where they ended it was the perfect place. Well, sure, right? You're at like if this is a TV show, you're at the cliffhanger. Yeah. Right now, shit's about to go down. Yes. And we'll see you next season. Like <laughs> what? Exactly. Right. Like because even me, like we're talking about part two, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna see that shit. Yeah. Like, I want to see the end of this now. Like, cause like I said, like the world building was awesome and the character development was awesome. But now we're at this point where like, I think if we would have gotten to somewhere else, I might've been happier with it. But because it like stops at that cliffhanger, I'm like, I wasted all that time not to get to the good stuff. Like, right. I want my movies to be packaged up and have some kind of like definite end and not, cliffhanger because right because you are chopping a book in half yeah or whatever so i mean for all those reasons it's probably a great movie but it's just (laughs) i just look at it and think about it and i'm like oh like this story structure was not your cup of tea no and that's fine like yeah that's fine like other people can be like oh it's amazing but notice how i watched it like i still watched it and i'm Uh, still gonna watch the second one did like, the kids enjoy it? 
no Wes was <laughs> Wes was severely disappointed um because Aquaman age, got killed I don't even think it's that is that like he's at the age where he's really being influenced by social media propaganda advertising and so they built it up to mm-hmm. be this epic story and yeah. it was going to be so good but you have to remember that Wes Wes's baseline for an awesome movie is Avengers Endgame. <laughs> right. Like right. that's an quote unquote awesome movie for him. Right. So then you go to that and like I don't think even at his age he has the like intellectual capabilities to grasp that right. oh this is gonna be something more than it is and it's it's leading to a larger storyline and we're getting there. Like Yeah, it's it's not it's not tailored for younger kids attention span for sure no yeah yeah right like the like the film student said right it's paced to a super you know metered song and like that's really cool actually i like the concept of like okay we're gonna make this fit this and make this like yeah kind of coalesce with you know music and kind of have that steam and that progression of you know like you think about classical songs like they're super long the william tell overture doesn't start the long ranger theme until like 11 minutes and like 38 seconds in or something like that yeah the the you know the most famous part of the william tell overture doesn't start until 11 minutes in so you have to sit through 11 minutes of something you don't (laughs) know recognize have any cares about to get to the good part quote unquote right (laughs) and i think i think this is that same philosophy is like he wanted action 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 and it was right via the trailers right because they're not going to put out a well we're going to go collect spice oh watch out for the same like they're not going to put all that in the trailers that doesn't make for a good trailer they're gonna you know put all the action stuff, all the really intriguing stuff in there. So then his expectations are way up here. And then he comes in and he's like, sits through it all. And like, he's just like me, gets to the end. And he's like, and that's it. <laughs> oh. yep. And he's like, oh, like, yep, it happens. I think when he revisits it later, just like you, you may have a, a different appreciation for it. Well, sure. I think, right, because you're going to have to go back by the time number two comes out. You're going to have to go back and rewatch Dune 1 mm-hmm. or however they're breaking it up. I don't know how. Are they just duning and duning? Just Dune Dune? Or are the, they calling it Dune 1 but some weird colon? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's part. Colon. Yeah, I think it's part two. It's uh, part one and two of the first book. But there's a whole series of books that they could continue on with. But that's a whole other can of worms, apparently. Because the Frank Herbert wrote the first uh, five or six of them, I forget, and then his son took over. And hmm. there's a lot of opinions over what happens to the characters over the course of the books. But that's an entirely other expansive discussion. Well, I think right in in my my unfamiliar scope with that that franchise and that series of books, I think we can look to. Star Wars for a perfect example of what happens when the original author relinquishes control. Yeah, true. Right? Or even when the original author comes back to re-emphasize something, right, that he thought needed more prominence or needed something better. Right. Um, because, 
right? What what is it? Seven, eight, nine were not written by Lucas, right? But if you talk to Star Wars enthusiasts, they're like, "There's a whole series of books that are much better than that (laughs) storyline." It's like, of course there are, yeah, right? Because people are in love with that world, and I could easily see being in love with the Dune world, right? And and it's just like kind of kind of like when we were talking Mad Max before we started this, right? Is yeah. there's this whole love for the world. There's this whole like, oh, and that's not really Mad Max, or that's the kid from this movie that took over for that person. <laughs> like it's like all these intricate storylines that we want to pre propose or or set onto the movie because that is interesting to us, right? Right. While somebody else is like this is dumb. <laughs> right? And I, I'm i a reference one of my friends. I like The Goonies because it's fun. And, you know, I watched it at a certain age. Yeah. Well, he didn't watch it until he was like 13-ish. And he hates it. Really? He thinks it's the dumbest thing ever made. See, I still would have thought that would have been in the perfect age group. Yeah. Those, those kids are in that age range, aren't they? Yeah, but, I mean. Yeah. like i get it like i could see where that's coming from like it's also like when he was 13 and watching it right that puts us into past the beginning of jurassic park oh okay timeline wise like so there's a lot a lot of advancements in movies and things like that and i think that's another great thing about the dune saga or whatever you want to call it is that now we get a director that gets to revisit it and use all this new technology yeah and portray it as faithfully because even when you look at dune from the 80s and dune now and just look at images of the two you're like whoa oh yeah denis villeneuve however you say denise villeneuve denny v whatever his name is yeah (laughs) apparently he he showed he's got like storyboards that he drew of dune like when he was a kid He's been want wow. he's been wanting to make this movie like all his life. Well, good. And I, you know, I talk a lot of shit, but I don't <laughs> want him like if people like it, people like it. Yeah. He's like if this is his perfect vision of that movie, then by all means, like yay for him. But like <laughs> as the viewer, it's like he doesn't have my money. Essentially, like I, I'm not putting my money towards it, and that even that's kind of a lie, right? I'm just like uh, I watched it. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably watch it again before the second one comes out. I'll watch two, like, and maybe he'll be he'll be vindicated, and I'll come back here and I'll be like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, <laughs> like, we'll revisit it after that happens. Yeah, I think once you watch the whole thing, even though that's going to make it twice as long of what you just watched, <laughs> I think you'll appreciate it more. Anyway, so I have a curious question that I watched recently that kind of goes it's not a remake but it's a very interesting tie together have you heard or watched uh the army of the dead is it that with dave batista oh i have not okay it was really interesting because army of thieves and army of the dead there we go okay uh army of thieves is a prequel about the safe cracker that is in army of the dead and what I liked about it was it was like a zombie movie, but also a heist movie. Right. At the same time. Yeah. And what I didn't know until afterwards was that the helicopter part played by, oh no, I can't remember her name. She's a comedian. Tig. Tig, 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 Nuj- 
Tignajaro? I think that's right. Is that right? That was all edited in post. Yeah. Like, she wasn't there. Yeah, she was a replacement. That happened seamlessly. But this this movie talks about how the the thief, the safecracker guy, got to be the safecracker guy. And at the end of Army of Thieves, they used the same footage that they used from the beginning of Army of the Dead <laughs> when Dave Batista goes to hire him. Wow. Okay. And, and like so much so that I'm like, did they reshoot that scene? And like I played the movie so that I could see them go there. Okay. And it is the same footage. Nice. And it is so flawlessly like in both movies like clearly it's in the first one it's flawless because that's how they shot it yeah but at the end of army of thieves it is so flawless you're like yeah that's exactly where that fits nice like and i just thought man that is just that is top-notch like storytelling to like come back and i don't know if they had the prequel in mind when he wrote it like i didn't do any research on it i just happened to stumble on it one day and then noticed the correlation and i was like oh that other movie was fun this one should be fun and they were sounds like it sounds like someone had a plan yeah right and it's like it was just amazing and it was fun and the two movies like it's just like watching rogue one and then going to watch a new hope right yeah like that seamless transition from one movie to the next you could play them right after each other and be like i'm happy gay yeah like yeah you could have ended army of thieves like five minutes sooner started up (laughs) army of the dead and then played it and been like yep that's right where that fits like overlap yeah did you also go back and finish oblivion no damn it no oh no okay I have not you, finished Oblivion. You need to go back and do that. No, we a lot of our time got taken over because as mm-hmm. the holidays rolled in, um, and then Wes started watching more complex movies. That was another one I really wanted to watch. That you need to finish that one. Slipped through the cracks, I guess, for lack of a better. Yeah, and he's another guy like Tom Cruise is amazing. Not personally. But the trajectory of his career, (laughs) right? Because we go from like Top Gun and Cocktail and Risky Business to Last Samurai where you're like, this guy's just taking any stupid job he can get. Like (laughs) to Mission Impossible where you're like, okay, we get it, right? To what is that, Day After Tomorrow? The Edge of Tomorrow. The Edge of Tomorrow, right? And it had some really ridiculous title previous to that. But Live, Die, Repeat. Is that is that what it is? I think it, it officially goes by Edge of Tomorrow, but I think they started with Live, Die, Repeat, or vice versa. I forget. I've never read. That was based off of uh, some manga comics. That's what just came up with, you. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, personally, they should have just kept the manga's title as the title of the movie. Did you see what it is? The manga title? Yeah. No, it just said manga after Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is too vague. I think Live, Die, Repeat is perfect. Could have just ran with that. But the original manga it's based off of is called All You Need Is Kill. There we go. Yeah, I was just reading that. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it was Live, Die, Repeat. That's funny. But yeah, it was just like 
he's gone through so many phases and what is he like 90 <laughs> i mean he's hanging on the side of planes like we talk about fast and furious being absurd but like he takes it to the next level with these mission impossible movies mm-hmm. but somehow he makes it believable yeah like yeah i mean they're still far-fetched like don't get me wrong like i'm like huh yeah okay it's an action movie but like they're still somewhat believable in the world of like james bond spy game movies yeah there has to be some plausibility there has to be something identifiable to the audience in a way and i mean a guy's career is crazy though Right? Like, (laughs) Tom Cruise as a movie person. And he's been all over the map. He did The Mummy, Jack Reacher, Fallout, Mission Impossibles. He's going to do another Top Gun movie. Interview Uh, with a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire, War of the Worlds. (laughs) Like. I mean, we, you know, it's debatable over the quality of his. Rain Man, Eyes Wide Shut, Vanilla Sky, Tropic Thunder. Are you kidding? The Outsiders. <laughs> Collateral. Like, Collateral was amazing. Legend he was in. Don't forget about Legend. Legend Somebody would have killed yeah. me. The Firm. Valkyrie. The four, Born on the 4th of July. Rock of Ages. Mangolia. Magnolia. Magnolia, sorry. <laughs> Color of Money. Taps. Oh, God. Taps. The Others. That's a lot of genres. That's all the genres. He's in an Austin Powers movie. Like, are you kidding me right now? Appreciation there for a a body of work, Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder, yeah, right? That's not even on the list. Oh, there it is, at the very end. Um, So, the oldest one, Endless Love. Yeah, 1981. Wow. So if we go off that, that's 40 years of acting. My God. 42, 43. Check my math. 42. (laughs) No, you got to subtract one, add one. So it's 40-ish years of acting. 40-ish. 40 years of acting. He's covered everything. Comedy, drama, action. What's A Few Good Men is in there? Oh, yeah. Fantasy musicals rock of ages all the right moves like seriously though that's the guy that you know sets the bar and you're just like he may have been down and out or not done a movie you liked but at the end of it you always come back and be like yep i watched that one yep i watched that one like did we say eyes wide shut yeah yeah i think that may have been the only movie on this list that just popped up right away that i have never wanted to watch or cared about for no particular reason either isn't that a kubrick kubrick's last movie yeah but i think you can live a a a well-rounded life having never seen eyes wide (laughs) shut you're you're fine i think you're okay i mean you just look through all of his stuff and it's just like and it doesn't like the intensity doesn't ramp down right so we're saying 40 so even if he started at 18 yeah he's 58 yeah and he has mission impossible 7 coming out next year yeah holy crap i mean i'm sure there's other actors don't get me wrong somebody's out there probably yelling at the at their headphones about what about (laughs) so-and-so it's like yeah 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 i get it but 
I got it. What about Tom Cruise? Like, and I'm not, don't worry about us all this Scientology crap. Like, I'm not talking personal <laughs> anything, dude. I'm just straight up talking, like, his filmography. It's intense. All the right moves. Oh, my God. That's the one I was trying to think yeah, of. Yeah, like, you have all the right moves in there, right? And then I totally forgot Jerry Maguire, which is got to oh, be, like, one God. of the most quoted films ever. Right, the human head weighs eight pounds, and show me the money. Out, or you had me at hello. Yeah. Um. So many good ones. Right, oh far God. and away, like it's ridiculous. And these are just, the, these are just the movies that pop up without going to his IMDb. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, I have not revisited Oblivion. That was one that we stopped because we were tired. Um, I know, and I know you were getting a preconceived notion of its parallels with Wally just from the set. Oh yeah, how can you not? But it's like Wally with guns. No, like it. It it's accurate. It's accurate. It's but. Ooh, ooh. It's only it's only accurate for the beginning of the movie. So far, right? Because it has those other things in there. It's Wally meets uh, I Am Legend, right? It's got the things in the dark, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's this like mysterious yeah. force that they're trying to work against uh, that hasn't yet been in the. I can't even say if it's an hour into that movie. There can't. I see. Here's the weird thing about pacing when the movie has nice <laughs> pacing. It's like it has to be an hour into that movie, but it felt like twenty minutes. We're far enough along to know, like, they're almost off the planet. We know this other thing's coming, like, from on the planet. They're trying to keep the reactors going. Like, they've served their time. Like, oh, he was just leaving his uh, little man cave for something. Get back to me when you finish the movie. I'll get back to you when I finish the movie. (laughs) You're like, shut up. Shut up. (laughs) See? And this is why we started this podcast. It's because... Then you remind me about movies I have not completed, and we get to talk about all the nice, perfect things that happen, and I get to tell you about movies I have watched all of and want to poke out my eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) And don't worry, we're not going to have a Tom Cruise appreciation segment every episode, just this one. (laughs) But, I mean, we are going to talk more about Fast and the Furious, right? Next time. I'll give you a break. We'll talk about Hobbs and Shaw next time. (laughs) Okay. All right. That that will do. Is it safe to say you haven't gone and watched After Earth? After Earth is the Will Smith, Jaden Smith? Yeah. I have not seen that one. Okay. <laughs> um, we mentioned that. You asked if it yeah. was worth watching. You said yes. No. You said no? Well, did I say yes? I don't know. I couldn't in good conscience suggest it, but it was... It was. I only brought, brought it up because it touched on my uh, desire to make my own opinion on a movie i won't listen to critics Mm, sure it doesn't matter what the reviews are it doesn't matter what critics said what about it i'm going to decide for myself and i do think that mindset when i watch movies fed why i did go and watch after earth is because i was going to decide for myself no matter what anybody said simply because and this example i'm going to bring up for you is should be the illustration of that in a nutshell roger ebert reviewed Transformers The Revenge of the Fallen. Mm. And in his review of that, he writes the words, and I quote, This isn't a film so much as a toy tie-in. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Seriously, dude, that's all Transformers has ever been. But he wrote those words and got paid for it. I'm sorry, that's not a review. What did he think he was going in for? Did he just, did he accidentally, like, write down the sales pitch for them? He he mentions <laughs> that people clapped when the Hasbro logo came on the screen at the beginning. What did he think he was going to get? Those kinds of comments, even from somebody as well-renowned as Roger Ebert, I won't listen to it. I'll go watch the movie and decide for myself. Well, and see, I usually have the opposite thing. Like, usually when they say it, stuff like that, that's usually when I'm like, oh, we we have to go watch that. Like, <laughs> something's got to be good about this because he hated it. So, or like, it was just a toy tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm adding that one to the list then. <laughs> right, right. Like that, yeah, that's exactly what that was supposed to be. So, <laughs> <laughs> just a toy tie in. Yeah. It's called Transformers. Remember the cartoon? Remember the toys? Like, And it's the fact that it, it, it wasn't even the first one. Oh no! It's what the that's the third one, right? That's the that's the second or third one. Third one. Yeah. Something so like he that. he he'd seen and reviewed two other ones, and he still wrote those words. What? <laughs> and it, he said people clapped at that. Did he? Does he? Did he actually still go to the theaters? I think he did at that time. Yeah. It's crazy pants for a reviewer of that, that credibility and that stature to still be going to, unless he's talking about like opening night, I guess. Yeah. I, I think they get to, they get like, you know, preview nights or whatever, you know, yeah. not, not open to the public. Right. So that they don't have to worry about things getting ruined by Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Interesting. All right. Well. That's a, yeah. I have a great appreciation for. Roger Ebert, rest in peace. But oh. that one just I couldn't I can't. <laughs> well, right, and we're both we're both from the era or genre of Siskel and Ebert on WGN. Totally. Right? Like that that's another thing when you brought up his name, like I see him sitting there on the TV, right? It's like that's another thing that like leads us to this point is like we sat there and we watched them review movies for a living. And it's like, what right do you have like I like that movie. Why did you say it was bad? Like right. that's absurd. But they were running content that might as well have been a podcast. Absolutely. Like perfect content for podcast. Has no business being on TV at that point. <laughs> Right. Because like you have like, uh, how did this get made? Which is like they review the movies and then talk about how horrible they were and the inconsistencies throughout. Right. <laughs> That's a review. Like they're comedians, yeah. but that they're reviewing the movie because the one guy is a lot like me. He likes it when a movie's absurd. Right. He's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. Like, but that movie review thing like it only works on tv if you're mystery science theater 3000 right right <laughs> where you have other things going on that aren't just watching a movie and reviewing it you got to add a, a, another layer to it yeah. absolutely but talking about exceptionally long dragging on movies <laughs> i think sir we should probably cut this one before they call this dune the sequel <laughs> I agree. Uh, as always, I appreciate all of our uh, commentary and banter between each other. 
And uh, I do too. I'll let you sign it off. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. This has been Film Nerd Theater. Film Nerd Theater, making nerding sexy again. Please subscribe and share. Help spread the word of the nerd. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram for the daily Film Nerd Theater game. Listen to previous episodes from these nerds at filmnerdtheater.com or your favorite podcasting service. Thank you.